Rory McIlroy is your player's champion. Let's dive into the data that matters and see how he got this baby done. Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Data Access Golf, the podcast, talking about the Players' Championship, Rory McIlroy's big win. Uh, pretty impressive. He's been playing great golf, and to see him get it done was really impressive, especially with Right, Jim Furyk, already in the clubhouse. And um, I don't know. I was pulling for Jim Furyk a little bit just because I'm an older guy. And when I played, uh, I've only played Sawgrass once, but when I played Sawgrass, we were told that Jim Furyk and his kids were out ahead of us, five or six holes. There was a huge buffer. We never saw him. We never got close to them. But just knowing that he was there while we played, and then have him do so well on uh, this course was totally fun. It was kind of fun to watch and fun to be a part of it, at least that way. Hopefully you enjoyed the tournament. It was way exciting. I don't know. That, I mean, you got a 50-foot bomb on number 17 on Sunday from Eddie Pepperell, who I don't really know, over from the European Tour, but he seems like quite a character. And then you've got followed up by Johnny Vegas's 70-foot bomb, which was, again, crazy over there on that right tucked on that back right-hand side of the, the typical Sunday afternoon pin placement. But really, really fun to watch it. Loved watching Jim Furyk kind of make a run at it at 48 years old and, and uh, just not the longest hitter, playing with guys half his age that can hit it, what, twice as far as he can. Just plug along and get it done. I mean, it just it's another... It's, a, it's just another example of why this is the greatest game on earth, period, right? It just no other sports compares to this where you've got a 48-year-old in the mix with these young kids that are bombing it. It's just completely fun and um, just keeps everybody engaged. I was uh, really impressed with his final round. And, and if you go in and read some of the articles, I saw one on PGATour.com where it talked about Jim Furyk in the middle of his round, uh, this, a stretch of holes between five and eight, he talks about how he kind of lost his tempo and lost his confidence and started to hit some really bad shots. And it's just amazing to me, again, as an amateur, to think about how much, um, how much we get out there sometimes and have a hard time and lose it a little bit and panic and then really get upset at ourselves. But it's so easy, even for somebody who has played on the PGA Tour for 26 some odd years, when he got in the mix of it all and it became real, he had some mental challenges. And so we need to be a little more comfortable with that. We need to be okay with the fact that sometimes it's going to get pretty crazy out there. And that's great. That's what golf's all about. It's another reason why Golf is the greatest game on earth. So he gets in 15 under. I, I got to say, I don't know about you guys, but I did not think that Rory McIlroy was going to be able to get it done. He has had a great year. He has been so close so many times all year long, but you just never got the feel that he was going to get it 
get it done, right? You figured it was going to be another typical Rory McIlroy kind of fades the last little bit and he doesn't get it done. But that was not what happened. It was super impressive. You can't say enough about Jim Furyk. He didn't even know. It took a top 10 finish in the Honda for him to even get into the field and then to go out and play as well as he did to take the lead and go into the clubhouse. And then Rory McIlroy walks off right 14 after birdieing it, puts his drive in the sand, hits it to 15 feet, makes that putt, bombs a drive on 16, takes a nine iron in on the green, two putts for birdie there, puts it safely on 17, two putt par there, puts it safely in the fairway, safely on the green, safely on the green two putt, Par wins by one. That was solid golf, amazing golf. And with Rory McIlroy and what he's done the last little bit, when he started this round and it didn't look like he had much going on, I mean, he was only two under, right? Two under par 70. But it was those two late birdies on 15 and 16 and then holding on and playing solid golf, you know, 17 and 18. When he bogeyed 14, I thought, okay, well, here we go again. But no, he pulls it. It was completely amazing. He played up to his potential this week and um, still struggled, obviously, but got it done in the end. And so you have to kind of take your hat off to him and be super impressed that he was able to do it. So really fun. I thought that was a great tournament. Um, amazing showing for Jim Furyk. Um, hopefully that bodes well for him playing for the rest of the year. Seems to have his form back and, and now he'll be able to, to play on. So but let's dive into the data. I know everybody's so excited about the data. So let's dive into the data and take a look at what Rory McIlroy did. First off, we look at his FedEx Cup standings. When he went into this week, he was ranked 11th in the FedEx Cup. Again, playing some super, super good golf. In fact, if you look at this, it's quite amazing. Rory McIlroy has been trending quite well. So we know he won this last week, but at Arnold Palmer, he finished tied six. Um, the WGC in Mexico, he finished second. In the Genesis Open, he was tied four, fourth. The Farmers Insurance Open tied fifth. And the Century Tournament of Champions tied fourth. So, I mean, he is on a great run here of golf. He'd worked his way up all the way to 11th. With this victory, it pushed him up into first place. So he now leads the FedEx Cup. Now his consistency numbers have also been improving. He's made a lot of cuts recently. So he's been in 156 PGA tournaments and he has made 135 cuts. That is a consistency level of 87%, second only to Tiger Woods, who still hovers around that 91% and made the cut right on the number this week. So um, still holding tough there, but 87%. So Rory McIlroy, when he gets in to a tournament, he makes the cut 87% of the time. So very, very amazing, cool stuff there as far as the data goes. Okay, now we're gonna look at his, we like to look at his 2018 numbers compared to what he did. We like to have a full season compared to how he performed for this particular week and kind of get an idea of what was different. You know, why did this, why did he get this win done? So um, driving accuracy for the week, Rory McIlroy averaged 59%. His 2018 total was 56%. So 3% higher for the week than he averaged 2018. So that's one, one area where he was a little improvement. Now, if we take that and we look at green at regulate, greens and regulation next, which is really, this one's fascinating. 
So for the week, Rory McIlroy hit 81% of his greens, right? His average for 2018 was 66%. So that's 15 percentage points better for this tournament. And I'm guessing if we go back and look at what he's been doing this year, his greens and regulation have got to be better. I didn't take a look at it, but it's got to be a lot better here. Um, so that's actually amazing, right? Really, that's where he won the tournament and hitting these greens and regulation. Sand saves 67% for the week. He averages 52%, so pretty, pretty average there. Um, definitely an improvement. Um, let's see, strokes gain putting. So for this week, he averaged 0.16. So just, right, less than one 1 16th of a point. Um, 16th of a point, really, um, uh, against, the, uh, against the field per day. So for the entire, what, that's 3.26 points. So he, he have, for the entire four days, he picked up 0.64 strokes for the entire week. So not really that amazing. Compared to 2018, um, he only averaged 0.06 on the field. So Rory McIlroy does not get it done on the putting green. And frankly, when we see, if you look at, uh, you know, the week previous, Francisco Molinari had a 1.699. You've got in the uh, Genesis Open, Dustin Johnson had a 2.11. I mean, that's, that's eight strokes on the green. So Rory McIlroy did not win this with his putter. He won it in greens and regulation. And that's different. Normally, we see people with a hot putter win. Uh, Rory McIlroy did it uh, by hitting tons of greens. So it's a different way to win. Obviously, as, as far as he hits it, but again, he's only hitting, he hit 60% of his fairways. But it's just so far down there that he can muscle it up and put it on the green. He's only hitting 60% of his fairways, but hit 80, 81% of his greens, right? So pretty amazing. It also goes to show you that the rough there at the Players' Championship was not as gnarly as it has been, as it grows out to be when it's Bermuda in May. So being in March probably helped Roy McIlroy because the rough just wasn't as challenging as it typically is when it's Bermuda. When it's that overseeded rye, um, a little easier to head out of, and, and I guess the ball sits on top, and so helped him a ton. Missed that many fairways and still hit all those greens. All right, his scrambling numbers. We're just going to keep on running down here. Roy McIlroy averages 63% uh, scrambling for 2018. Uh, Roy McIlroy... In fact, let's you know, just jump back and do our benchmarks real quick. So, essentially, Roy McIlroy won this tournament by hitting greens. It wasn't his putting. So, it was by hitting greens. Now, we're going to take these numbers and we're going to pair them to our benchmarks. And for all those that don't know what our benchmarks are, we have essentially uh, tour averages that we look at. And we look at a variety of a a a a different aspects of our, our, gol our golf game. Excuse me different aspects of our golf game, and we compare what our performance numbers are against these benchmarks to determine if our game is healthy or not, and to help us determine what we should be working on. So we're not just working on our favorite things, we're working on the things that are weakest. Right, so we like to take these benchmarks and look at uh, whoever won that week and kind of compare them and see what we're looking at. So for our benchmark then is to hit, for driving accuracy is 55%, and we know that Rory McIlroy for 2018 averaged 56%. For the week, he averaged uh, 59 So Rory is right in there, just one percentage point higher than our benchmark. So you can see that's a pretty solid number. You can drive as well as Rory McIlroy, right? If you drive, uh, 
as well as Roy McElroy, you'll be 1% higher than this benchmark. If you're less than that, then, um, then you can work on your game. Some of the people that are less than that 55%, uh, Phil Mickelson, Tony Finau, to name a few. Okay, greens and regulation. We say you should be hitting 65% of your greens. Rory McIlroy in 2018 averaged 66%. Uh, players who average less than 65%. Jason Duffner, Patrick Reed, again, Phil Mickelson, to name a few. All right, sand saves. We're saying our benchmark for sand saves is 45%, and Rory McIlroy averages 52%, so he's above that benchmark. We'd say he doesn't have to work on a sand game. Uh, those that are below that 45% that we know out, Bubba Watson and Gary Woodland. Okay, so we would have them work on those on, on sand saves. Okay, scrambling. Our benchmark for scrambling is 55%. Rory McIlroy averaged 63% around the green scrambling for 2018. So a good scrambler, better than average. Uh, those in the, on the PGA Tour that averaged less than 55%, Jason Kokrak and Adam Scott, to name a couple. Okay, putting over 25 feet. We're saying you should average 4% of your putts over 25 feet. Rory McIlroy averages 4.76, so just over that mark and players who average less than 4% from over 25 feet. Kevin Kisner, Xander Shoffley, Bryson DeChambeau. Okay, again, just trying to establish here that these numbers are really good, solid benchmarks for us to analyze our game against. If we can average these numbers, we will have quote unquote tour quality games, but we need to make sure, and this is where we always make the mistake, we need to make sure that we are averaging an eight iron in when we, when we look at these numbers, if we're not averaging an eight iron in on our approach shots, average, right? Sometimes we're gonna have four irons, sometimes we're gonna have pitching wedges, but if we're not averaging an eight iron, then that is not comparing apples to apples because the PGA Tour pros, they average eight irons in on their approaches, right? So we need to make sure that we average that eight iron. If we're not averaging an eight iron, if we're averaging lower, let's move back a tee, but typically what we, what we should be doing, if we're not averaging an eight iron, we should be moving up a tee. That's typically what the problem's going to be. I think most people tend to play tees that are too long for them and because um, they want to play the tips and this, that, and the other. But in order for us to really analyze and manage our game and have, have reasonable expectations to our performance, we really should be playing tees that give us an average of an eight iron into the green. Okay, so back to the numbers. Sorry for the rant. Putting from 10 to 15 feet, we should be making 25% of those, 25%. Roy McIlroy makes 28%, so he's good there. Uh, players that don't make, that make less than 25%, Louis Oosthuizen and Francisco Molinari, our big winner from last week, right? Okay, so for, around, so for five feet, we're saying 85%. Rory McIlroy makes 80% from five feet. So we would say, Rory, hey, let's work on your five footers. And we know, we've seen him miss a lot of five footers. Right? We've seen uh, Jordan Spieth miss a lot of five footers. We don't know why, but this is what's going on. So those that average less than 85% from five feet, Hideki Matsuyama, Brooks Kepka, and Brandon Grace. Okay, and then putts per round. We wanna average 30 putts per round or less. 30 is the highest we want to average. Keep an eye on it that way. Roy McIlroy averages 28 and a half. And players that average more than 30 putts per round, Patrick Cantlay and Gary Woodland and Jason Kokrak again. 
Okay, so that kind of gives you an idea. Our benchmarks are really solid. I know I, I keep harping on this, but if we use these benchmarks and analyze a game, a game against them, we will know how we're fitting in. We will know what we should work on, right? And then we don't just go to the Golf Digest and take the next little tip out and go try it out on the range, no. We go work on the thing that we're actually weakest at to make our game solid and actually get better, right? So that's what this will help us do. Okay, for the last part, it's the money. We love the money part. Okay, I must uh, thank, my, thank my cousin. He sent me a text uh, earlier today and said, uh, hey, you should probably throw this out during the money part of your data analysis, the data that matters analysis on data access golf. He said that Mike Trout just signed a contract with Anaheim Angels. I'm not a big baseball person, but he sent me that he sent a, a big contract apparently where he will be making $67,000 per time at bat. So he doesn't have to hit it. He doesn't have to do anything with it. He can foul it off. He can strike out. He can do whatever, and he will average $67,000 per time at bat, which is... Now when I give these numbers, they're not going to seem so ridiculous. So maybe I should have waited to hand that out. But that is ridiculous, isn't it? $67,000. Unbelievable. All right. So Rory McIlroy for the big win as the player's champion. He won $2.25 million. Uh, he did that in 272 strokes. What does that work out to? Well, per day, he made $562,000 a day. Well, 562,000 and a half. Well, 562,500 dollars a day. There you go. So not a bad day's work. Over half a million dollars a day on a golf course, a great golf course. Per hour, again assuming a five-hour round, 112,000 dollars per hour. That's that's a good hourly rate. 112,500 well, $112, dollars per hour. So yeah, even 500 bucks more than that. And then per stroke, so Rory McIlroy, 272 strokes, he won $8,272 per stroke. And that is by far the highest this year. Uh, second to that was a Dustin Johnson at $6,600 at the Mexico at the Mexico World Championship, right? So $8,200 for Rory McIlroy, the highest per stroke rate of the season. Congratulations, that's obviously a big check. $2.2 million is the biggest check so far this year. So congratulations to Rory McIlroy and all the money and all the success. And man, a strong six tournaments in a row now. So thank you for listening on this uh, Data Monday, the data that matters. Hopefully that uh, is helpful to you. Hopefully the benchmarks are something that we pay attention to. It's warming up and it's getting to be golf weather. So looking forward to a great golf year and to get better at golf. Remember, better data always means better golf. Until next time, thank you. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com and we'll see you on the next episode.